San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities, both near and far. Dancing Through the Lens offers a platform for artists in the dance world to share their interests and insights and discuss how they use film to create work and connect with audiences. I'm Claire Schweitzer. And I'm Coral Martin. Rashad Newsom is a world-renowned multidisciplinary artist whose work blends multiple practices, including collage, sculpture, film, performance, and community organizing, and crafts compositions that speak of and to Black and queer culture. His latest filmic work, Black Magic, documents a live performance that explores trans women and their contributions to the Vogue Femme lexicon, and expands and activates it with the use of motion tracking software and visual effects. I was thrilled to speak with Rashad about the multi-layered journey of the current version of the work, which will screen in front of live in-person audiences at the San Francisco Dance Film Festival this fall. Rashad Newsom, thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled that our audience is going to be able to see Black Magic, and not only that, that they're going to be able to see black magic on a big screen. And I'm so thrilled about that because this work is so multi-layered and there's so much behind not only what we see on screen, but also so much within the form itself. And your work as a whole hybridizes many practices ranging from collage, film, performance, and community organizing all of which are evident in the filmic version of Black Magic that SFDFF will be screening. Can you describe the journey of Black Magic so far and how it's arrived to its current form as a film that you describe as an expanded and activated live performance? Yeah, sure. It um, it started as a, as a different performance, a performance called Five, which first premiered in 2010 at the Whitney Biennial and has since been performed in in several places in the U.S. and abroad. But in uh, 2018, New York Live Arts offered me a live feed creative residency where I was asked to develop something for their theater. And simultaneously, I was offered a William Penn Foundation grant to produce an interdisciplinary project in Philadelphia. So these two resources allowed me to not only reimagine five, but also expanded into an exhibition. And so the performance premiered at New York Live Arts, but traveled to the Icebox Project space in Philly um, directly after where um, my solo exhibition To Be Real was mounted in the adjacent gallery. And so, you know, having that opportunity to, you know, have that residency to develop, it was really crucial for the piece because um, Voguing is a very physically demanding dance. It's like super athletic. And so um, one of the challenges with um, making that work has always been kind of like having enough bodies because, you know, you kind of have to kind of switch folks out to make anything that is is long. Um, And so uh, that was a really great thing about having that residency. It it was also a way for me to think about um, you know, how Blackness, like the whole, you know, when I think about the title Black Magic, it really came from me thinking about how just the word Black is always 
or historically has been used to in association with negative things but I was also thinking about you know the kind of hashtag black girl magic um I was thinking also about uh black magic I'm originally from Louisiana um and I was thinking about like you know voodoo culture and like and um also you know witchcraft and I was thinking about you know sort of my the feminist voice in my work and sort of how black magic and witchcraft or sort of these uh, ways in which people kind of used um, women or marginal genders trying to liberate themselves as they tried to demonize that, or Black folks who had their own religious practices trying to demonize that. I, I set it on Black magic because it was sort of a play on words. And I felt like essentially what I was doing with that piece was sort of casting this spell on, on the audience. But a big part of, you know, what I was thinking about with that piece was how to reimagine what the Black radical figure could look like. Um, when you think critically about Black radicalism, um, historically, the dominant image has always been cis and straight, although there have been, you know, various gender identities and sexualities um, that have engendered liberation movements um, of Blacks that they were often left out of. And so I equate you know, black magic to something like a jazz quintet, um, which historically functioned as um, the emblem for black sociality. However, it existed in this space of overwhelming um, hetero male virtuosity. So, you know, although I admire the art of, of this movement and obviously the activism, and it's something near and dear to my heart as someone being from Louisiana, which is arguably the birthplace of jazz, it still leaves this sort of erasure of the Black queer within the Black liberation movement. I was thinking about that eraser and how that's a space that could be activated. I see the, the ensemble of the piece as something akin to an assembly. So, you know, they then function as a collective radical figure redefining the past framing of the Black queer within Black liberation movements. And so as the dancers perform on the flame, perform in the frame on the floor, they they kind of for me act as subatomic particles of the group and as we charge them with improvisational energy um and when i say improvisational energy you know everybody's improvising in that piece um i should also say you know like vogue in its origin is an improvisational dance and so part of the way improvisation sort of works in the piece is that I'm kind of building on um, some ideas that you might be familiar with, with like Merce Cunningham and John Cage of like chance performance, where, you know, I'm working on a four beat with everybody separately, but we all come together the night of and everything comes together seamlessly through the notion of a rhythmic structure, right? And so the musicians are improvising, the vocalists are improvising, I'm in real time motion tracking the dancers movements. And so all of that sort of like frenetic energy of us being in the moment is sort of charging that dancer in the center of the space. As the dancer is charged with that energy, a new form of blackness emerges on the screen above them, one that's radical, abstract, and part of that collective black quantum body. And I use that analogy of quantum physics because I feel like Black creative modalities are informed by the complicated relationship between collectivity and individuality. And I wanted the performance to visualize the power embedded in Blackness by referencing creative expression born out of Black sociality, which is kind of like a through line in my work. And I think you can see that with pieces like shade compositions, the conductor, 
all the work I've done about Vogue, which is really kind of taking that kind of black cultural production born out of black sociality and abstracting it. And so that strength um, that black queer folks have to possess to navigate systemic racism feels almost superhuman to me. And the collective power that results from when we unite, I find extraordinary. And um, the various dimensions of that strength, um, where it comes from, the consequences of having it or not having it are always something that I'm trying to explore uh, in the work. You already mentioned the the notion of improvisation and not only the movement improvisation, but also you tracking the motion in real time, which uh, actually that was another feature of the film that I really appreciated was that we did see the tech booth and we did see sort of the, the screen and get that man behind the curtain kind of feeling. But there's some elements of this film that are rooted in that live experience, but some of it can really only happen in the digital space. And we see the visual effects that are generated by the dancers. We see that passing of the the spirit, as, as you said, um, in the opening of the film, as well as alterations to the dance itself. So we see incorporations of slow motion. We see cuts between locations. So it really, the work really has one foot firmly in the, the live space and one foot very much in the altered digital space. So with regards to the visual effects, did, did the visual effects of, uh, actually influence the movement material at all? Or is it, does it kind of operate in a hybridized feedback loop? I see them as separate. I see the performance as one experience and then the performance film as a different one. The film really allows me to kind of bring out more things that I see in, in the live performance. And because, you know, as I said before, you know, like we're all improvising, I, I'm like in the performance, but I'm also working, right? And so I'm kind of, as I'm like doing this work, I'm having a very different experience of the performance. And there's a way in which um, when I see the footage, I kind of get a chance to see it as a viewer. And then it allows me to kind of really sort of suss out some of the things that I'm seeing happening in the space. And it also allows me to kind of make visible some of kind of the ideas that I'm thinking about when I'm, I'm making the piece. So like, for instance, um, you know, in the opening act, that piece was sort of an homage to um, trans women within the Vogue community. And um, there is a, a, a practice started by trans women um, called Pass the Beat, where like somebody does a performance and they pass the beat, right? And so I was, you know, that I used that as sort of the inspiration for the choreography for that opening act. And so I wanted to kind of visualize that sort of like passing of the energy from one performer to the next. And that's something that you can't do um, in a live performance, but in post-production you can. Or, you know, ideas around black magic, you know, quote unquote black magic, right? And so that's why you can continually see the circle triangle square because I'm sort of, you know, my feeling is that, you know, like what I'm trying to do is um, make this piece that's sort of like this uh, act of alchemy, you know, that's going to kind of transform the audience. And then, you know, by the end of the piece, you see everybody on stage, right? And so it's, a, mm -hmm. it's sort of this way in which it's kind of calling everybody in and hopefully the piece did something to kind of transform something in people to make them move through the world in a way that is not at the expense um, of others. Um, and so, yeah, just like visual effects allow me to just essentially bring out um, all the things that I'm thinking about um, in a much more dynamic 
way than in the live performance. Then my next question is a question that I constantly have with dance film and really any kind of performance committed to uh, media. Because like once you take dance or performance out of its live setting, like even if you just like record a documentation, immediately it's taken out of its context and immediately the form becomes something else. And your work overall examines these complexities of power structures and questions of agency. And within the film itself, I observe these concepts manifest not only visually and sonically through the multi-layered sound score, but are also inherent to the current form of the work as a hybridized performance or a hybrid, an expanded and activated live performance where the gaze of the audience is directed and the performances of the dancers and the musician are, I don't want to say frozen in a certain time space, but they're captured in a way that they themselves cannot alter. Did you consider these uh, questions and complexities when you developed the filmic work? And also, I'd like to pose an additional question. Do you think a performer can continue to have agency in their performance when their work is committed to the screen? Um, well, I think for me, and that's a great question, I think for me that uh, it really is why I really separate the film and the live performance, because I think there's a lot of agency that um, the whole cast has um, in the live piece, but you know, in the film, um, in the editing process, I really try not to fall victim to like the sort of binary of having agency or not, because, you know, I'm bringing it, at that point, I'm entering the space of the imagination and they're re that's a really liberatory space, right? And so I really could try to give myself permission to, you know, imagine as many possibilities as I can. And, and there, therefore, it's not really that important that, you know, the, the performance as it was performed by a specific person in the cast be true to that. It's really about, you know, taking the audience on another journey. Um, and also it kind of creates a, two different experiences, right? It creates the, the live experience is that, and then the video is that, and it, um, yeah, and, and, and I, that's important to me because I want people to come and see the live performance, you know? But the reality is that, you know, not everybody can, there's a limited number of seats. And so the film really offers another experience beyond that live performance. But yeah, that's another um, difference that we see with uh, performances or um, filmic captures of performances in that the communal experience of watching this work and in in the case of black magic joining in on this work is shifted when this work is translated to film and given that community building is a tenet of your practice how does that manifest when this work is shown as a film or how do you think it can manifest when it's shown as a film well i guess i have to sort of acknowledge um and i think i mean i think that's something that uh, we're all constantly thinking about, right? We kind of, we learn to think critically about the world around us. And through that knowledge, we then have to call into question the different institutions and spaces in which we present our work. And, um, you know, it, at that point, it's, it becomes really important for me uh, for that work 
to have the ability to be to reach broader audiences that then maybe a theater might reach like New York Live Arts or Icebox Project Space or, you know, Kapnaga in Germany or something, you know, like these, uh, yeah, these spaces are also fraught. Their histories are fraught, right? And when you bring black bodies into those spaces, you kind of have to think about that. And so, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy performing in those spaces, but the film offers a different kind of distribution possibility in that, you know, it can live beyond that live performance. Therefore, um, a lot of people that are a part of the community that I'm um, speaking directly to in the work, um, and mind you, I'm, I'm speaking directly to Black queer people in that work, but there is an entry point for everyone. And so, the reality is that you know like a lot of the the people that i'm speaking directly to aren't always in the space to see the live performance and so then that film allows the possibility for them to experience it beyond that um it also you know as someone who kind of moves between like performance and you know visual arts uh making performance video also allows for the work to kind of be uh to be collected by an institution therefore it becomes a part of this it becomes yeah part of this container of culture of a specific time and my hopes are that you know like young black queers in the future will see these works and, and see themselves and see what people were doing or trying to do at that time and hopefully be inspired by it and i would like to add a small addendum to this question um because again, it's one thing to see a film like this in a, in a theatrical space where maybe it's not the same thing as a performance. Maybe you're not with the live, live bodies on stage, but you are having this communal experience. Whereas if this is screened, for example, like we see a lot of dance films nowadays that are going onto streaming or going onto a digital platform where an audience really does um, have the, the power to pause and maybe not be so far into the experience as they'd like to be. How important is it for you to have control over where this is seen? Because understandably, it'd be great if lots of different people were able to access it, but how do you make sure that people are able to, to really understand the intention of the work and really absorb it? I, I think that, you know, at a certain point, you kind of hit a wall, right? Because it's kind of, and I think that my job as an artist is to make sure that the work can speak for itself and that I don't have to labor over that a little bit too much. But, um, and I, you know, my hopes are that it does that. But um, yeah, I want people to see the live work in the theater, but then the, the film is something that I also want people to see. And there's a way in which the film kind of lives beyond the performance because it can reach more people. It's something that can be streamed online. It can be shown in a gallery, in a museum, in a festival. And so the, the reach is much more vast than the live act. Um, and that's something I'm always kind of thinking about actually. And that's, that's part of the reason why I always, um, factor in filming to my work because I just feel that it um, it's just so important for performance work because you know performance art in its um, origin was really about the purity of this sort of thing happening and it happened and that was it and that's great but when you're trying to reach um, larger audiences particularly audiences that are not necessarily 
the central focus of, you know, the canonized art world, um, I think it becomes critical for you to consider ways you can expand uh, the viewership of, of your work if you really want to be inclusive, you know? Well, we're so thrilled to be able to share Black Magic with the SFDFF audience. And we realize that this is likely just the latest iteration of this multi-layered work. And how do you anticipate that the work itself is going to continue to develop? I definitely want to continue to perform it. And, you know, I'm always thinking about ways to uh, expand on the technology that I use in the piece, um, expand on the, the choreography. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't really have a, a definitive answer for that, but I think that to me is the most exciting part is not having that. It's just like being in the space of uh, exploration. Um, but I am definitely deep in that space and I will have uh, more to speak to on that front. But what I, what I would like to say though, is that um, there is a piece um, that's very related um, to Black Magic that um, in, in many ways that is currently being streamed um, online um, at uh, the San Jose Museum of Art. Um, so if you go to their website, you can watch it there. And it's a piece called uh, um, Build or Destroy. And it was, I was commissioned by San Jose Museum to make a, a video work um, that was that premiered during their gala and now they're hosting it online for until the end of October and the the video is a kind of um, a live action version of um, originally a, a static artwork that I created in 2016 called first place and so the figure within that composition I brought to life and um, yeah and then you so you can see that online now I'm very excited about that. Fantastic. And we will um, link that in the show notes as well. Rashad Newsom, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Be sure to catch Black Magic at the 12th Annual San Francisco Dance Film Festival. The film will screen in our Dancing Queens program on Saturday, October 23rd at the Brava Theater in San Francisco. More details can be found in the show notes. Dancing Through the Lens is a production of the San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Coral Martin and Claire Schweitzer. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find the San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and in the social media pages linked in the show notes.